This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio. Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney+. Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney+, Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, and right off the top, if you want to follow me, you can do so at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z. If you want to follow the Awaken Soul Podcast itself, you can go to Awaken Soul Pod or the Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. Make sure you also go, because I've been doing a terrible job of promoting this, go to the Facebook group, the Awaken Soul on Facebook as well. Uh, basically, if we're on any social media platform, if you type in the Awaken Soul, we should come up. On this week's episode, we got Trigger Trav from the Elaborate Podcast in the building, and we're going to be discussing a topic that's sometimes hard for us to talk about, especially black men in this culture, and that's pride. So we're going to be discussing pride, um, how it affects us, how it holds us back, how it sometimes clouds our mind and our judgment, and also how it feeds into our depression and anxiety. So make sure you're checking out and you listen to that uh, full discussion topic. That's a pretty long topic, too. We really get into it. We talk a little bit about Trump and politics as well in there. Um, it's I think we went a little bit over an hour with that segment. So um, it's going to everything else is going to be condensed. You know, I, for those who started who've been listening to the Awaken Soul from the top know that when I first started, I used to drop like two hour long episodes. Um, so we're not doing that. Uh, so because of that, everything else is condensed. It just worked out too. there's no cookie chronicles this week. Um, so it's just me. I do have an in the mind of hay segment. I think it's going to be a brief one. Um, we'll get into it there into my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind. But I love you guys. I just want to say that the response to last week's episode has been great. Um, always when me and T get together, it's always a classic. Uh, and, you know, we just have that camaraderie and the fact that I uh, that we talk our shit. Um, and, you know, it, it's always a different side of me that you see come out of me. Uh, when T is on and lately I've been having a lot of guests who I really really rock with personally so uh, you've been getting a little bit different side of me on that but we're gonna go ahead enough prefacing we're getting to my dark and twisted crazy ass mind right after this intro music I see you guys on the other side of this the following is a breaks media podcast You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. You know you 
All right, so I got one topic this week, and I don't know if it's going to be dark or twisted or how it's, this one's going to come off, but it's 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 positive, not really negative, but it's just coming from it from a different perspective um, from the spot of a creator and a creator who's building their own, doesn't have a major brand behind them, all that good type of stuff. Um, so what we got announced over the last week is Charlemagne uh, is at, announced the, the launch of the Black Effect Podcast Network. Um, in partnership with uh, with iHeartMedia, aka iHeartRadio, and this is this it's great to see. Like Charlemagne, you guys know I've I've said it before in this podcast. Charlemagne's one of the people who's like a dream interview for me, right? I would love to just because we both have that asshole like nature, uh, and I would love to like interview him and and just whatever. Charlemagne has has come through a lot and he's built himself up, and. You know, I know people, some people dislike Charlemagne and I can understand why, because he is an asshole. I've suffered from that as well myself. But the 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 when, as, when we're coming off the hills of Joe Budden and his announcement over like how the Spotify deal went and just, you know, all the revelations that came there from that. Um, so we get this deal shortly thereafter, like within a month of, of that happening. And it, it's it's let me just make sure I say for the culture, the podcasting culture to have a network that's built up is is amazing um it's made up though of a lot of well, a couple of old podcasts from the loudspeakers network um we also have the uh the 85 south show we got nori's podcast drink champs um we got dc young flies well i already said the 85 uh south show uh stephen jackson's all all the smoke uh the breakfast club is going to be on there as well horrible decisions uh so there's a, there's a, a number of podcasts that are already prominent have names that are synonymous in the podcasting industry and some of the biggest podcasts in the game right now are going to be a part of this this is also backed by pepsi uh so there's a huge deal all the way around especially when it comes for black podcasts and everything else the thing that i want to attack this from the perspective that i want to attack it from though is once this happened immediate all what we call as the grassroots podcast um from the moment, basically, of this deal happening and being announced, we got a lot of, again, the grassroots podcast saying, well, maybe he's going to reach out. Let's see what he does to the independent podcast. Listen, it's not going to fucking happen. I'm telling you right now. And maybe it does happen eventually. But initially, no. And this is where my problem lies. That it's not in the fact that this happened. It's not in the fact that, you know, this this Charlemagne got this deal or this company's being created because those are all great things. But as independent podcasters as podcasters who are growing your platform from the ground up stop looking for the podcast savior a podcast jesus to come around and save you and help you get on you need to be building your stuff from the ground up and don't get me wrong it's never bad to hope that a major com comes and and reaches out to you whether it's a spotify deal or exclusive apple deal uh the 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 Black Effect Podcast Network or iHeartRadio, whatever. It's never bad to hope or to try to build your podcast up to the point to where it's going to be enticing for one of these companies, right? It's never bad. Like, I, I would never say build that, but stop thinking or waiting for one of these companies to come and save you. You need to be building this on your own. By the time that any of these companies take notice of you, already be a brand. That way you, you negotiate your own deal in your own terms. We have to stop. And I said it. I said it last week in my Instagram video. Like, stop expecting these people to come around and invest in you more than what you're investing in yourself. Stop expecting that. 
Stop wanting around for the savior. And, I, you know, I say savior loosely to come around and recognize the value in what you have. You got to make them recognize. And this is coming from somebody who builds and works on my brand like I'm fucking making my full time living off of it. But at the same time, like we, we got to stop, like build your own, build your own, make your own. There's value in ownership. There's value in 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 creating your own lane. I get it. We, we we see a network being built that's built by our people that has our faces on it. And we automatically think, well, maybe they'll maybe they'll eventually reach out to me. And like I said, I, I get it. I get it. But like the more than likely it's not coming. And that's not to burst anyone's bubble. That's not to crush on or shit on anyone's dreams because it very well can. But what are you going to build yourself? You're sitting around waiting on all these things to happen and thinking that you need a major to do this. Most of the stuff that people are doing, and don't get me wrong, this 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 Black Effect Podcast Network or Network or whatever it's called is probably going to be amazing. We see what Diddy's done with Revolt. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that with that topic, but I'm saying stop thinking that somebody's going to come around and notice you and save you. Or that's, or that's what you're in this game for is to get noticed by a major. Like, you're in it wrong. We got to build up our own our own brand. And I work with so many creators who's put in so much time. Like, again, no one's going to invest in you more than what you can invest in yourself. Listen, this is great. It's motivating. It's huge. All that. But it's, it's more than likely not going to happen. I've seen questions being asked of, well, I wonder what this is going to do or what this means for the grassroots podcast community. And more than likely, real talk, it means nothing because it's probably not going to come for us until we make them notice. By the time one of the, one of these networks notice us, uh, people who are just normal people off the street who are building and creating great content, we should be such an enticing deal that we make our own lanes. That's just what I want to see. The time that you invest into your content, the time that you invest into what you do, the time you invest into every bit of the editing, the video, and all the crafts that you learn, don't wait for somebody to come and save you, quote unquote, to make you feel like you have worth. There's there's podcasts that I know that create content better than most of those podcasts I just named, especially Drink Champs because their sound quality sucks. But that's a, that's a, a story for another day. Build your own. And I'm not just saying that because I own a company. This isn't one of those Suge Knight moments where coming to death row is not none of that. It's build your own. I'd much rather see somebody build something of their own from the ground up than join or wait on a major to come in and take notice and notice the value in what they have. Notice the value in what you're creating. Take that to heart. Work on it. Keep doing you. Make your money. Get it. Don't don't wait for the money to come to you. Go out here and get it if that's what you ultimately do. But your content has got to be right. The podcast who's sitting here wondering if they're going to come and they're boring as shit. Your sound quality is whack. What? Why? Why? You think somebody's going to look through all the... The thing is, right? And this, is, this isn't one of those Hayes high horse things. There are pers- people that have great personalities everywhere, right? It's a mixture of everything. You can have great content. You can be smart as hell. But if your personality sucks, it doesn't matter. But what sucks, especially about some major companies, is that all they look for is the, is, is the personality. And they don't even need somebody who has the intelligence to build and make, write their own content, to edit their own podcast. Because they have these. They feel like, oh, we have this system. People can come in. We just need somebody with a personality who will make it all work. But then that's why they end up hating their deals in the long run. Build yourself up. Know your ins and outs of your business. Know the ins and outs of the, of the way you're producing content. Make yourself a catch. That's all I got to say. That's just me on the, where my mind went and just how I've seen some of the conversation go. 
like I said, great deal, great thing. Shout out to Charlemagne. Shout out to the Black Effect Network, all that shit, because I want to see it succeed. But more than likely, us here building our own shit from our basements, from our homes, recording on our phones, in the car, whatever we want to do when we do it off the love, more than likely these, it's not going to be these majors that come and save you and make people start listening to your content that get your numbers up. It's going to be you grinding and already getting your numbers to a place, your your range and your reach to a place that then they'll notice you. That's all I got to say on that. Um, we're going to go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into a break. Uh, we're going to hear from another podcast, get into some music. And then after that, that's it. No more fluff, no more frills. We're getting into the conversation with trigger traff and this one is titled a slave to pride i'll see you guys on the other side of this peace hey hey looking for a new story podcast for your kids to listen to check out stoop kid stories original stories written and narrated by me melly each story introduces a new young character who goes on an adventure and has to face different obstacles dealing with their friends their family and their community It's a great opportunity to spark conversations with your young ones and entertaining for the entire family. Find Stoop Kid Stories on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And on Instagram at Stoop Kid Stories. See you on the stoop. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I have a first-time guest in the building this week on The Awakened Soul, but this is somebody who's not really... It's weird because, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Trav, but hey, I'm introducing Trav from the Elaborate Podcast, but me and you have been connected through social media for like two years now, damn near. Gotta be like that that amount of time, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, fam? So, and the thing is, like, I think, you know, this is why, like, I try to pick my guests strategically rather than just have people on just to have them on topics and shit that, you know, I know is going to I hope that's going to bring out the best in them and have a great conversation. So, you know, I've been wanting to work with you for a minute. Uh, and then it's funny because uh, the elaborate podcast took a little break, came back and yeah. I was actually working on this topic, I think like a week or two before your, your new episode came back on. And then on it, you mentioned how men are prideful. And yeah. I was like, bro, this is just, it, it just works out too perfectly. That's why I was like, let me go ahead. Let me uh, hit my bro up and tell him it's time for us to go ahead and collab on this, on this podcast, man. Definitely, definitely, man. I don't know if you can remember, it was a while ago, but I had hit you up. It was like, yeah, I'm um, coming to Cleveland. I'm coming to Ohio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, you know, I got to have one and shit like that. But um, I appreciate you inviting me on for the, for the podcast, man. And even for, for you for listening to me. Oh man, anytime, bro. Like this, you ain't got to thank me for that, man. I've been listening to y'all for a minute, man, um, and I know you've been rocking with me too. So uh, it's gonna be gonna be good, fun time. So before, because I, I'm I'm not new to you, but for anyone who is new to you, listen to the podcast, man. A, explain your journey, how you got into podcasting, your style, man. Uh, the show itself, the elaborate podcast. If you guys. After you listen to this, make sure you finish this one first, but then go and check out the elaborate podcast. But go ahead, tell them how you got started. Yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, so um, I started uh the elaborate podcast. I think in um 2000 and I want to say 16, 17 around that time. Um, uh, the way how I first started to to do the podcast. Um, my mom passed away in 2016 from um pancreatic cancer. If if I said it right, and um she used to always tell me like. 
you know, you have a voice for radio. You got a, you got a talent for radio. So, you know, I used to brush off and tell her, ah, whatever, you know what I mean? So after she passed, you know, that voice in my head, well, her keep saying, you know, you got a voice for radio and you got a voice for radio. Then I actually started listening to podcasts. I started listening to your podcast, um, Scoop Grady podcast. That's a dope podcast. Shout out to Scoop Grady, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then I started listening to a podcast by the name of Taxstone. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. And um, after listening to his podcast, I said, you know what? I'm going to get on there and I'm going to talk some shit. And then, you know, that's how the podcast became, you know, the elaborate podcast. We just go on there and we just basically, we just talk our mind, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And I think, I think too, like, it's important. You know, A, everybody had there's so many podcasts now that pop up, come and go. It's important for the ones that, that stick around. But I think also... <laughs> It's important for people who have the podcast that don't just talk about the surface level shit. Like it's it's cool talking about music. It's cool talking about you know what these celebrities doing, all that stuff. But like the thing that I've always liked about the elaborate podcast is why you do you do touch on on things going on in social media and in, in the public or whatever. But it's always been another layer to it than that, and that's what that's what hooks me to podcasts. I there's so many that talks about the the stupid shit our celebrities do, fam. That it's you know, it's those are a dime a dozen, but when you find ones that actually dig deeper into into certain shit, that's what makes it special to me. Definitely, definitely. And you're absolutely right, man. Um, you know, I, I was listening to somebody say, you know, it was over um five hundred thousand podcasts or something like that. Right, right around there. And um they always said like, you know, there's a podcast about knitting, you know, there's a mm-hmm. podcast and how to welding there's a podcast about construction and stuff like that and you know with, with my podcast i always told my you know my co-hosts i always said you know when we get on this mic you know it's not for us to just talk about the celebrities and stuff because you know celebrities they got instagram and all of that if you want to know about them you can always go to their instagram and listen to them you know what i mean talk about whatever nice. they got going on yeah. when you come here we want to you know um we want to talk about everything that goes on into the world you know what i'm saying that's why i kind of appreciate your podcast too many shout you out because you know when you talk about content you always talk about you know the dopest of stuff and you're not afraid to go to that level and that's where you know where i'm trying to go like i'm not afraid to touch any topic and talk about anyone you know i always say like you know when i get to the point where i want to be at i don't care about interviewing celebrities and things like that you know i i, I want to interview guy that just came back from Iraq. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. like why is he here? You know what I'm saying? Why why what happened over there? Why is he, you know, the way how he is, you know, I, I could give a I could give a rat's ass about interviewing anybody that got a platform, you know? Yeah. And that's how I put it. I feel that man. I feel that. I think like we what makes all all these different podcasts unique is not only the host because that separates everything, but it's also the vision. Somebody could take that same content content, have a different vision for order, a different delivery method. And it completely changes the message. And so it's 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 weird because as podcasting becomes like every day, I know you do too. The moment somebody hears you say that you got a podcast, you either get the question about what mic you use or you get the person who's like, oh, I thought about starting a podcast. Me and my friends are starting to uh, have always talked about starting a podcast. And it's like <laughs> I always when people come to me with that, it's like, yeah, start it. Like I'd never dissuade anybody from starting a podcast. But make sure y'all know that this shit is work, fam. It's like it's fun, too. But it's work. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, man, I don't know how you do it because you know you always come up with the with, with the content, and mm-hmm. you know, and you said it before. You said, "Yo, coming up with content is the hardest thing to do." You understand? Like, you can go and you can talk. You can go listen to three other podcasts, right? And they all talk about the same thing, and that's their content. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you come to our, like, you know, like your platform, my platform, I want to talk about something different. Like, you know, I even. 
I usually start off, you know, in the beginning of my, we talk about, like you said, the top and stuff like that. But I always switch it to real life content. Like, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, what are some of the things that you can do to make your spouse happy? You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to turn that knob into a different direction, not just to talk about the same topic that goes on, you know, on a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, not to cut you on, you're definitely right. You know, so on the podcast, you get those questions about, you know, different mics, different cameras and stuff. I mean, I even hit you up about that. Like, hey, what kind of mic? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I always tell people, like, especially with the pride thing. I said, yo, you know, put your pride aside. Like, if I see you doing something and I like what you're doing, I'm going to reach out to my ass and be like, yo, hey, what's up? Um, What mic you using? You know what I'm saying? Hey, what arm um, headphones you use? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem with us as, as, as men, man. We, we Our egos is too big, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Bro, bro, like, and and we're gonna get into it, man. I guess you know, let's let's go ahead and get into it, man. So we're here to talk about pride. I titled this episode of this discussion topic "A Slave to Pride" because as men, we very well can be, and I think that sometimes we don't always see it, or it comes after the fact for us. So we get so caught up in why we're doing what we're doing that we for, we we can't st- take take a step back and realize we're just being prideful, or like you said, being ego driven. Ego and pride yeah. get you completely fucked. It can be. It can be with the best intentions in the world, but this is why I say intentions only get you so far. You got to look at the result of your actions because ego and pride will lead you for some shit that you meant for positivity and they'll completely fuck yep, it up. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. My mom always say, hey, man, check your pride at that door, man. You know what I mean? Whenever, whatever situation you walk into, you always want to check your pride, man. Like, you know, um, in a relationship, you got to check your pride, especially when you're dealing with your woman. Like, you know what I mean? I can't tell you how much people I've seen that have lost their relationship because they just couldn't check their pride because they mm-hmm. didn't know how to just turn that switch off. You know, you know what I mean? Like, with me, you know what I mean? Especially with me and my relationship. You know, it's some days, us as men, it's some days, you know, where I'm like, you know, I'm that prideful dude. Like, you know, I can't do that. But, you know, in other terms, I got to remember that, you know, this is my lady. This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. So in order for me to make this work, I have to put my pride aside to be like, you know what, babe, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Babe, I'm sorry. You know, us as men, we we don't have that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a messed up situation, man. Like I said, man. But you know what I mean? For those who are listening, like I'm telling you, your, your pride <laughs> can end you up in a short ride in this life, man. For sure. For sure, man. And, you know, I didn't even relationships isn't even one of the thing I really wanted to get into because that could be its own topic when it comes to pride, yeah. our own episode when it comes to pride. But you're you're right. Like so many people will lose marriages lose relationships the chance before they even get into something because they're too prideful to either admit that they were wrong they're too prideful to admit that they were hurt like a man just sent coming to this woman to be on look babe this hurt me that shit that shit (laughs) will fuck with somebody's ego so bad that they will refuse to do it and lose a whole relationship all you had to do was just tell her you hurt bro yeah that's true man and and most women they they want to see that in you like i always tell men you know you know um how do you know how do you show your woman that that, that you're not a prideful person like you ever sat there and cried with your woman like that's some with our pride we don't do you know what i'm saying like yeah. we think as men we're too tough for that you know what i'm saying even as our as our kids we tell our well our, well, our sons our dad, we tell them you know yeah. oh men don't cry you know what i'm saying um, we're too, you know what I mean? We're too, we're, we're men. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to show that side, but it's like, nah, it's men. We got to show that side. We got to show we got that emotional side. You know what I'm saying? For sure. When it comes to this pride thing, man. For sure. For sure. But hey, you got to get in touch with your emotions and that's, we'll talk about that. It's kind of how we're going to end it on vulnerability. So I put together kind of three, I guess, subtopics within this topic of ways we can break down and talk about how our pride 
affects us in a negative manner. There are some, and I do want to say this, like, A, we're going to define pride. Pride is the inordinate self-esteem or conceit. Now, pride can be positive. Very often it's not. We're going to focus on the negative today. So anyone who's listening to this saying, you guys didn't talk about any of the, the positive side of pride. Maybe we'll follow it up later. But we want to talk and identify first how pride can hurt us. And then that's how we're going to begin our healing. So the first thing, pride makes you feel riskless. It makes you afraid to take risks because if you're either worried about how it's going to affect your money, it's going to affect your reputation, or it's going to make you look. What do you think about that part of it? Do you think that pride, do you agree that pride affects your ability to take risk? Oh, yes, definitely it does, man. Your pride can, like I said, man, um, well, a quick story on, on, on that whole situation, man. I went into my, um, there was a job I was applying for, right? Mm-hmm. And this job I was applying for, um, basically, it wasn't the job I wanted. I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the job I wanted. You know, I had just got let go from my other job. So I went into the job, you know, not caring about, you know, like what the job is. I didn't care. I didn't even really want the job. I went in there, so I applied for it. They called me back, you know, to get hired with me. Mm-hmm. You know, not knowing that me putting, me putting, me having an ego, me putting my pride, I'm like, you know, this isn't really the job I want. Like, this is not going to feed my family. This is not the way I'm going to get by, you know. Um, so the first day I went, I didn't like it. I left the job. A friend of mine, he went into the job the same day, the next day, actually, because he got called from them. Mm-hmm. You know that friend, because of my pride and because of my ego, because I said this job wasn't for me. Do you know now my friend is now one of the top executives in this business because of that, man? That's crazy, man. Because of that, because of my pride and because of my ego. Mm-hmm. That right there cost me a good paying job, a job where I could have been able to feed my family, you know, take care of my bills and stuff like that. Now, my friend is in that position because of my pride. Damn. If that don't bring yeah. it all home right there in the first example, that says it all right there. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. You, bro, like, I, uh, I, I, I got a not nearly as great of an example of that, but for me, like, pride for me, I remember uh, I turned down a job one time uh, doing something. It was something at Bush Stadium. I ended up working at Bush Stadium doing food and beverage, but it was a different job at Bush Stadium. Oh, it was selling beer. It was being a beer reporter. Uh, people who go up and down the line saying, like, you want some Bud Light? I was like, look, I'm not selling. I'm not finna dance for these people. That was my exact phrase that I said. Do you know that when I did get hired at Bush Stadium, my manager started in that position, and he said, you know what? Yeah, it kind of sucks to have to get commission and, and go up and down aisle selling beer. But the one thing about it is that you're front and center. And so when people do uh, I notice you, you stand out more. And I was able to go in management within the first year. I was just like, you motherfucker. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man, you're a better man than me, man, because of that, man. It, you know, it, it's just a, a, a lot of shit, like I said, man, costs a lot of things that I did with my pride, man, cost me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 a whole lot, man. And like I said, I commend you, man. You're a bigger man than me. For me to stand there and do that, or for <laughs> you to do that, it wouldn't have been me, man. I, <laughs> I couldn't Listen, do it. Fam. Like I said, man, out there, if you're listening, man, put your pride in, man. Don't let your ego cash a check that your ass can't cash or however that saying go, man. Exactly. Don't. Exactly. A prideful mind, like a prideful mind is poisonous. And I think that it's like, and it's funny because your pride will have you stuck in situations. And I even put on the list, like, uh, because some people are worried about their image or worried about whatever, they end up being the ones who are stuck in like a lower paying job, a middle, middle job forever, because they don't want to take the chance and fail because then how, what the, how would that look 
to the outward people and how would that make them feel in their pride if they did apply for a managerial job or if they did take a chance and go to a different department and not be able to excel like our pride because we're good at something right will keep us in that same position for years just because of we, we we have that pride to say oh well i'm good at my job okay well you you've been good at the same thing for 15 years that's why i said before like there's pride can cause stagnation and then when that happens it's like all right you may be prideful because you're good you've been the most tenured in this position people know you xyz but now you've been in that same department and you've never learned anything else you've never gotten a chance to rise there's a cap on how far you can go because you've just you've let that 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 fear of failing keep you from going anywhere else that could ultimately have been better for you. And that's the thing, man. And that with that, what you're saying that the, another thing too, that allows people to do that yeah. is being comfortable, man. Comfortability. You know what I'm saying? Like your pride can also allow you to be comfortable in the situation where you could be excelling at, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I know this guy that, that, you know, worked at a job for 10 years, just like you said. And because he was just comfortable and his pride was like, oh, well, you know, I don't need anything better. I'm good where I'm at. You know, that's never been my situation. I tell people all the time, man, don't ever get comfortable in the situation you're at. Don't ever, ever, ever get comfortable in the situation you're at. When you reach your peak, there's always a higher peak. Don't sit there and don't ever, 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 like I said, ever, ever, ever get comfortable to where, where you at. Your pride will set you up for a ride that you would not succeed in, man. I'm telling you. For sure, for sure. That that's that that goes without saying. Um, yeah, your pride and your pride, pride will make you self conscious because you'll be thinking so hard about you know how you view yourself, and you want people to view yeah. you that way. That anything that challenges that view of yourself, you start thinking, okay, well they're they're looking at me different. They're looking at me like this. Now, them people most of the times ain't even tripping off you, or they want to see you try something different. But because you've identified your pride into this one thing, that now. You you're, you all fucked up in the head. You can't even see Pat. What what's the saying go? You can't see the forest through the trees or some shit like that. <laughs> you definitely can. And even with that too, with our kids, man, a lot of people would have pride with that shit, man. Just like you said, you know, we were so worried about you know what our kids would think of us. You know what I'm saying in the situation where you at it. I'm like, just like you said, like yo, my kids look at me as a hero already. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and that's all that matters. To me, you know, what I mean? me personally. Other people, I don't, I don't really give a fuck about. You know what I'm saying part of my language i really don't care about how you feel or how you view me you know what i'm saying i'm gonna be me 24 7 seven days a week man and you know what i mean that's a fact that's a fact we all flawed individuals man and the fact is is once we learn to not try to hide our flaws and imperfections behind something like the the flaws really that we have is what humanizes us right that's what makes us to to connect nobody it's hard it's hard to connect somebody with somebody who thinks that they're perfect like it, it's almost yeah. impossible um, because I know I'm not perfect. So the, the fact me, is, I, like, nah, I don't, I don't. If you think you're perfect, you're too toxic for me. Yeah, let me ask you something, right? When you first started your podcast, right? Yeah. How much time did you did you feel before you realized? How much time did you look at your numbers and you're listening and be like, damn, nobody listening? Yo, damn, nobody listening. Every week you're putting out something, you're like, damn, nobody yeah. listening. All the views is not where you want it to be. How much time did you go through that until you finally realized that, yo, I don't get your, your ego probably clicked, finally clicked to say, yo, I don't even give a fuck how much views. I'm just going to put this out because I love what I do. Yeah, for me it was I, I think it was 10 episodes. 10 ep like it was something about the episode 10 or episode 11 where it was like I was so caught up in numbers. Like I would check the numbers religiously like every hour on the hour to see who downloaded, who listened, where they were from, all that stuff. Around like the 10 or 11th episode, it was something that it was just like, look, 
A, I'm having conversations with people that I just enjoy kicking the back. So even if nobody else is listening, the, the conversations that I'm having with my guests and everything were, were more than worth it on top of that. And then B, it was like, look, if somebody would have told me a year before I started this podcast that I'd be talking and people and not anybody would be listening to my crazy ass talk my shit, I would have been happy if two people were doing it. So it was something about that 10th or 11th episode area where it was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't even going to worry about it no more. I'm just going to do me. Exactly. And that's how it was, man. It took me like, like I said, we've been doing this podcast for about two years or so because we took a break. And the reason why I took a break because on my pride, like I said, once again, because I felt like, you know, I'm like wearing a year and a half into this and nobody's listening. Nobody's taking us serious. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I got to the point where I was just like, you know what, fellas, I don't even care about if people, you know what I mean? Don't listen to us or, or not filling our podcast. Like I always say, my podcast isn't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it took me a year. You know what I'm saying? A whole year to realize that for me to sit back and really look at, you know what I'm saying? Like to really understand like, yo, everybody is not going to have the same viewpoint as you. Everybody is not going to be a team player with you. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's up to you to go out there to be like, you know what? Fuck all these dudes. Fuck everybody. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I did with the podcast. You know, at one point we was on, you know, when I got to that point and I let my ego Go and I understand that, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks. This is what we're going to do. We got on a radio show. We was invited to do a magazine. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. these things started happening as soon as I put my ego aside and understand, like, yo, you're doing this for you. You're not doing this. Well, you're doing it for other people. But once you first get into your head that you're doing it for you, yo, you're going to exceed and excel at everything you want to do, man. That's a fact. It's, it's, it's freeing. Once you stop worrying about everything else and you just have fun in your craft or even if you want to perfect something or you want to change something, let it be for you. Not necessarily because you're trying to chase listeners or whatever, like that authenticity of you just being you is what always gets people in. Like it's, it's crazy because I used to, I used to pick topics that I would be like, like I I remember it was like my, my fourth or fifth episode. I was like, I'm going to, I want to do an episode that talks about Kendrick's uh, library versus Drake's library. Because at that time it was like a hot conversation. Who was better Kendrick or Drake, and it was a good conversation, don't get me wrong, it was a good episode, but at the end of that, I was like, I really didn't even really want to fucking talk about that, so it was just like, at that point, it was like, look, like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing, like, don't get me wrong, like, and this podcast has gotten to a place where we do good numbers, but those numbers wouldn't have come if I kept chasing those numbers, those numbers came because I just, I just started throwing caution to the wind, and just whatever was on my mind, whatever I wanted to speak about, I just talked about that, and then let people decide if they want to fuck with it or not. Like, and then all the success, like you said, radio, my, my podcast syndicated on the, on a couple of radio, radio stations. Now, uh, live, I've done live shows. I've been invited to speak at conferences. All that shit came after I, I stopped giving a fuck and I'm not giving the fuck in the sense where I don't care about how my podcast and shit sounds. Cause I'm always going to care about the quality, but I stopped caring about what people think. If I was happy with it, that's all that, that it comes through on my, on the mic. Now, like, this year, people have said, like, you seem such at peace with what you're doing and you just seem happy and like you having fun. I'm three years into this and I'm having more fun now than I've had at any point of it because I do what I want with this podcast. It keeps it fresh. It keeps me excited. It keeps me engaged. There's never a time where I have to wake up and I'll be like, damn, I got to record this podcast today. I'd be excited every time I get in front of this mic. And that shit is genuine as hell. And that's the best feeling in the world, man. And that's how now how I'm starting to feel. You know, before I was just like that. Where I was like, oh, man, we got to record. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. And even now doing the podcast, I even tell them, like, just like you, before I used to write down notes and be like, okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Now I just like, yo, when we come on the 
podcast, we're going to freestyle. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're going to talk about, you know, the, like a lot of, like the main topics, but then after what, we're just going to freestyle it. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. That's yeah. Like I sent you, I said I I make bullet points so that we kind, everyone kind of knows where my my mindset's going with the topic. But I'm not I'm not beholden to that at all. Matter of fact, I think a couple of episodes ago, I did an episode with Stephanie from the Great Pill Podcast. I had these copious ass notes. We probably hit like four of them from my notepad. But we talked for like fifty minutes, and people love that episode because it's like. Listen, you can only you can only be so strict about it. The conversation got to go the way that it goes. Like, <laughs> so yeah, man. I'm glad. I'm, it's, it's it's this creative thing, man. I know. Um, like we're veering off now, but fuck it. It's it's good. That people need to hear. Like in this creative life, wh- whether you're doing YouTube, whether you're doing podcasts, whether you're doing blogs, whatever it is, at some point you gotta you gotta take all the formality away. And you just gotta be able to have fun doing it. If you can't just, I always tell people, if you can't just turn on the mic. And if what your topic is isn't something that you could ramble thirty minutes without looking at a note, you're not doing the right topic. You're not doing it right. Yeah, you're definitely not, man. At that point, you just you're just babbling on just to babble on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the best way how to go about, you know, even beginning to do the podcast to talk to talk about it is to freestyle it, man. Yeah. And just like you said, man, if if every day you get on this podcast and you're happy to do this podcast and you're excited to do it, the one time when you finally decide when you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do it, yeah, maybe it's time for you to pick another profession, man. That's for sure. It's simple. It's time it. for you to just, you know, time for you to just get off the mic and do something else, man. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, the next the next subtopic that we got, though, is how pride connects our, our connections. Now, we've kind of t- touched on this. Um, but the thing, the key thing that I want to point that I want to, that I want to say specifically that's on this list is the need to win and how that affects, like we kind of talked about it with the relationship thing, but when pride makes you feel like I just, I have to win you, people have fucked up. I've seen people fuck up 10, 15, 20 year friendships, not even relationships, friendships. These are people who spoke your boys who's supposed to be rocking with you. It's fucked up friendships because they need to win. They don't care who gets in their way. They don't care how the people, how it affects the people around them. And then at the end of the day, maybe you get the win, maybe you don't. But you ain't got nobody to fucking celebrate it with. And now, and your pride has you've your pride has led you maybe to a win. It's even worse if you still lose. But you've lost the shit that really matters, and that's your friends and your connections. What do you think about that, man? I think you're absolutely right, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I put myself in the predicament where I'm I'm okay with coming in second place, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To something else, man. I'm I'm okay. I'm not doing what I want to see everybody win. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and yeah, you, you you're absolutely right when you brought up the fact that people are lose friends. You know, I've lost friends because I, I I wanted to win so bad. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um when we first started this podcast, first, first, first started it because I wanted to to be the best podcaster, so to say. Um, you know, I've criticized my friend, you know what I'm saying, on the podcast and made them feel bad just to make myself look good, just to make people want to listen to the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I've lost because of that. You know what I mean? I've been in basketball games, you know, just to veer on top of the little bit where the situation is. I've wanted to win so bad that, that you know, <laughs> I've cheated, you know what I'm saying? Or I've, or I've bullied people into 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 me just wanting to win because I wanted to win so bad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel it. And, you know, 
And, you know, I've come to the point in my life where I'm okay with being in second place. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that, you know, if I come, if I, if I win, you know, at some point in my life, I win, I'm okay with that. But now in this point in my life, I'm, I'm okay with being in second place, man. I'm okay with being the loser. You know what I'm saying? But I'm okay with, 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 with not being able to, to, to be that, that, you know what I'm saying? That winner, that number one, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to like, the thing, the way that I look at it is that once you stop participating in the race that's in your mind in that competition, like you've won. Like it's funny how that happens because, like, I'm not in competition with nobody. Like people can say whatever else. Like I always say that I have the number one podcast. That's just me talking about my podcast. But I'm I don't feel like I'm in competition with anybody. A because nobody can do what I can do. But I can't do what anybody else does either because that's them. I don't want to do what you do. I want to do me. So when you realize you're in a race with one, like you said, everyone can win. There's enough space in this. I think I feel like we get competitive, especially in this podcasting and creative space. Like we get competitive. Like there's not a, over a billion people in this planet to listen to a podcast. Like you, like people only can listen to one podcast. What are we racing each other for? Everybody, if we all connect and we all work together, we all collab, we all help spread the word, we promote each other, we all win in that case. Like we sitting here around being competitive over some shit. Ain't many of us aren't in this lane, aren't making money off of. What the hell are we competing for? Let's all work together. Let's 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 collab. Like that's one thing I love about having about bringing guests to my podcast. And I try to do a lot of guests, especially this year that I haven't worked with before, is that. It, it a it opens up a new door and a new avenue for me for them but it's also a new connection it's a new person that i can reach out to and be like hey i need your advice on this what do, what do you think about this with this episode like we 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 get so competitive and, and that's definitely a prior thing because that ultimately when you think about it why are we competing over over something like this like it it doesn't make any sense it's, it's not like we we fighting over airtime it's streaming people can listen to it whenever the hell they want to exactly man and i always say this especially with the podcast and you know i see a lot of people you know will sit there and undermine other podcasts and and, and you know just to to make their podcast seem better Mm-hmm. And this podcast business, I've never seen, you know, in my opinion, you know, you got the two top podcasts, which I think is um Howard Stern and um Joe Rogan. Have okay. you ever seen the two of them ever see each other? Nope. Really think about it. Have you ever seen the two of them? And they are the two biggest podcasts. Why? Because they know it's enough space where they can eat. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem with, with you know, with a lot of these prideful dudes in this podcast game. You know what I'm saying? I've seen dudes come on the podcast and the first thing they do is shit on the podcast for me they even respond to you. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, you're not you're not there yet with your number. Yo, my man, why can't you reach out and say, yo, you know what? I like your podcast. You know, um, this is how I think you can do a better job or make your podcast better. Like me, I'm always willing to take criticism. You know what I'm saying? I'm always willing to take criticism from the dude that's going to put his pride aside and be like, yo, this is how you should do it to, to, to get better at your content. This is how you should do to get better at, you know, at your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Us, you know, I want to say, I don't want to say use the, the us as black men, but we're too prideful, you know what I'm saying? Everything is, uh, I gotta be better than you. When it's always enough space for the next man to be just as great as you. That's a fact. You know what I mean? We are so fucked up mentally that I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, it's almost like, whatever we, whatever we do, it's all we go back to this mental enslavement thing where we have to be better than the next black man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we don't, we, we don't want to be better than the white man over there, but we have to be better than our own black brethren, you know what I mean? And that's a fucked up mentality, man. Real fucked up. Boy, uh, listen, that that the crab in the bucket mentality that affects us as black men is ridiculous. 
Like it's and it's and it's and it's and people think like it's only only like an outward hate type thing, but people do that subconsciously, even with people that that they love that love them. Like you, how many people yes. have like if and you know they they'll say I'm getting on my past the hey shit, but like people uh like how often have you seen people who like see their friend get get a promotion and they ultimately like damn that I could have got that promotion. That could have went to me. Like I kind of work harder than them. It's kind of messed up that, that such and such got this job, nigga. That is your your friend, your partner. Why are you competing? Like, big up that man. He may be the one to get you put on. So why are you hating it? Like it's just, bro. Our 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 crap in the bucket mentality in this in this in this community is ridiculous. In this culture is ridiculous. In this in this situ in this culture, man, and in this business, especially with black men, man, we need to be more. One hand washes the other. You know what I'm saying? Like like. This, 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 like you said, crab in the bow mentality has been going on for generation and generation. Is it going on within family and friend? Yo, like I said, I'm that dude where I'm so okay with taking second place that I'm so happy that my man's, you know, he's way ahead of me because I want to see you win. You know what I mean? I'm that type of friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of these dudes, man, it, it's it's like, it's so much space in this world. You know what I'm saying? Especially with, with, with money. You know what I'm saying? Why do you have to undermine the next man? just to get above. It's so much money. I tell people this every day. Yo, they print money every day. Every day they print money. You know what I'm saying? So why are you undermining or undercutting the next man for, for, for a dollar? You know what I'm saying? For a piece of paper that don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. But the That's world we live in, man. It's a cold, cold world out here, man. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. It's, and it's, it's, Pride is a is a is a is a terrible ass thing, man. Because like, not only does it affect, like we said, our need to win, our competition with another with one another, uh, it it affects the way that our trust, like, right? Because we we get we get so prideful in ourselves, like, and it's funny because I put trust on this list, right? And I and I even in that I wrote like our our ability to trust others, but really being super prideful is your ability to trust yourself. Like you're you're not trusting your ability to trust yourself because you're sitting there thinking and doubting yourself and, and wanting to look this way because of pride. Well, ultimately, if you just trust in what you do and and how you do it and how you operate in your life, there's no need to be prideful. Just be be right. Not worry about stop worrying about pride and just be a good person. You feel me? Uh, that's the thing, man. People don't and a lot of people now they don't trust in themselves, man. Trust mm-hmm. in your progress, man. I always say, man. Trust in the progress, man. You know what I mean? And um that's you know <laughs> I'm trying my best not to bring up certain stories and stuff like that, mm-hmm. man, to show that, you know what I mean? Just like you said, like even with our even with ourselves, man, like, you know, um, we'll do we'll do one thing wrong in life, right? And we'll be like, oh, we can never trust that 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 stepping stone that we took. You know what I'm saying? You know, Kobe once said, uh, you know, he he got to take he, every day he takes over 5,000 shots. 5,000 of the same shot because he trusts that progress of being a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to be great and to progress and make that progress, you got to do that same thing over 5,000 times. Even if it takes to just do that one thing, even if it takes just one way, just make sure you do it over your 5,000 time or as much time until you make it. You know what I'm saying like you got to trust the progress man you for have sure, to for sure for sure trust trust the process right isn't that what philly's thing was but yeah you got to trust in yourself man you got to trust in in the the work that you're that you're willing to put in the time that you're willing to put in but you also got to trust the people around you like what's the point of having people around you in your circle if you can't trust the motherfuckers you feel me like there, it makes no sense like pride will have you thinking you got to do shit all on your own when you're surrounded by people who should ultimately 
pop, be, be, be willing to help you. And more times than not, they're willing to. You just need to tell them how you need help. But your pride will have you not trusting them or your pride will have you thinking, oh, if they really rock with me, they would do that without me asking. Like I always say this and I have this saying, I need to put this shit on a T-shirt. This is in relationships. This is in my friendships. My nigga, if I do the shit that you that you hope that I'm going to do on my own without you asking me, I just got lucky. I just got lucky. Yeah. I need you to I need you to trust in me enough to say, CJ, this is what I need you to do. This is how you can help me. Can can I trust you to do this? I got you, bro. I got you. But if you just sit around, sit on your hands and keep your mouth shut and just hope that I'm going to do it, I it's, yeah. it's if I do it, I just got lucky. I'm letting you know right now. Yeah, that's the truth, man. And you know what I mean? Like I said, man, I lost a lot of situations. A lot, a lot of fucked up situations happened because, you know what I mean? I, I didn't trust that person. You know what I'm saying? Or I didn't believe in the pocket. I had a friend, man, and I didn't even know. Because I didn't trust him or because, you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, because he was supposed to do this thing and I trust, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I trust, I didn't trust his better judgment. It fucked up a situation where we could have had, you know, this podcast could have been even farther than what it could have been. Uh, for instance, um, there's a, I don't know if you know the rapper Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Of course, bro. Okay, so because, you know what I'm saying, um, my friend, he used to, um, he was like an intern for Jim Jones. He used to uh, go buy Jim Jones sneakers and stuff like that. So because, you know, I thought that, because I didn't say anything, because I thought, okay, you know I got a podcast automatically. I just assumed that he would put in a good word for me to get Jim Jones on the podcast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it wasn't that. Like, you know, we started a whole argument where we was going back and forth, and I'm like, you know, you know Jim Jones, you know he could have, you could have brought him on the podcast. And he's like, yo, how, how am I supposed to know that you wanted him on the podcast if you don't open up your mouth and, and, and didn't say anything to me? You know what I'm saying? Facts. And like I said, we had this whole big argument, this whole big fight. And I, and I lost that situation. You know what I mean? Like, because of my own pride. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to win so bad. Because I thought that other people knew I wanted to win. They would know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, yeah, and you 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 got you got to open your mouth. You got to trust the people around you, and and you recognizing that now, like that could have been a, a huge come up for you. And the fact that now you can, now hopefully you you've been able to learn that now and say, hey, you need to leverage people's connections, but you also need to ask. Nobody's just gonna ultimately know what you want. Because while, yeah. you know, your friend had a connection with Jim Jones and stuff, that doesn't mean you wanted to talk to him, right? That didn't mean that that was, that, that, that was in, in some of the content that you cover. So I feel that. It's, bro, you coming with some great examples. I, I almost just need to take take the reins over to you, bro, because you got, you got examples out the ass, bro. I love it. Man, and like I said, man, you know, um, a wise man once told me, man, a closed mouth don't get fed and a closed mouth don't get heard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So speak up, man. <laughs> and speak up loud, man. Definitely. You know definitely. what I mean? Oh, I, I wanted to ask you a question, man. Okay. Um, The Wake Up Soul podcast, man. How did you come up with the name? Okay. So uh, I'm an overly deep person, bro. So like, <laughs> bro, follow me with this. Uh, So I was, I was kicking around names. I was kicking around meanings and what I wanted to do with this podcast. And people think like, oh, you're talking about being woke has nothing to do with being woke. So awaken means to enlighten. Right. It means to to enlighten, make you think uh, to wake you up. That's what awaken means. So I picked that because I wanted to enlighten people. The soul part comes from when I feel like when you connect, when you connect with somebody, really, really connect with them, your souls connect. You're connecting on a spiritual level. So it means to enlighten and connect. So that's that's where the the name the awakened soul come from because I wanted the conversation we had. I wanted to 
it to enlighten people. I wanted it to wake something up in the way that people think and people look at things a little bit differently. But then I also wanted to use the podcast and the platform to connect not only myself with other people, but to connect us as a people. So then it just became the Awakened Soul. Oh, shit. Yo, that's what's up. You went Dr. Umar before Dr. Umar. <laughs> oh, man. Man, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because, like, I think legit the same year I started it was when the whole stay woke thing happened. And people were like, oh, so your podcast is about being woke. I had to be like, no, it has nothing to do with that. Luckily, like, people don't use woke as much anymore. So people don't really automatically associate it with that. But yeah, bro, it has to do with enlightening and connecting. That's all it is, man. Yeah, people use woke all the time, man. A motherfucker decided to not to stop eating McDonald's, and I asked him why. He's like, "Yo, because I'm woke to the fact that McDonald's food ain't real." I'm like, oh, "Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> man!" You know I mean, you woke in the term for everything, man. I just be like, you know what? Everybody's woke now. You you see it all the time, man. With all the rappers, you know, not to get on topic, with all the rappers and and everybody else. All of a sudden, 2020, everybody is this woke person. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, you know, five months ago, where was all this just, just, just woke? You know what I mean? Just like, you know, the NBA, like, you know, when Colin Kaepernick was trying to wake everybody up to woke what's going on in, in the world, nobody wanted to ride with his wave. You know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, everybody is just woke, you know, pandering for, for black wokeness and all of this, man. Like, I'm full of bullshit, man. You know? Definitely. Oh, and don't even get yeah. me started on the pandering to the black community, especially with this election going on. Man, I'm uh, so tired of seeing motherfuckers pander to our people, and then some of our people eat that shit up. Like, come on, man. Like, I just be looking at this shit like, y'all got to see through this shit. Y'all got to see through this shit, man. Like, oh, man. Talk, come on, man. Tell them exactly who pandering for our folks. Let's be <laughs> real, man. Bro, like, and don't get me wrong. We, like, I get what Biden's getting at. Like, I, and like I said, Biden more than likely is going to have my vote, um, because, A, because we need to get Trump the fuck up out of office, but more so, I believe that my vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala, and Kamala I truly, work, I truly fuck with. Biden, on the other hand, if you just look at Biden and look at, don't get me wrong, Trump's pandering for our vote too, but that shit I th I ain't working. But Biden, even before he got pit on Obama's campaign run, y'all go, go, go Google some of the shit Biden said about black people and Obama before he became Ob Obama's uh, running mate. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let people figure that out on their own. Yeah, man. I, 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 you know what? And I don't want to sound like a Trump supporter. I'm not too sure about Biden and Kamala. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Because they both, Biden signed off on the stop and frisk which happened years ago that put a lot of black men, incarcerated a lot of black men. You know what I mean? Kamala Harris, you know, we, we see the, the numbers of black men that she put in jail in California. You know what I'm saying? So let's not even go there. And I always tell people, man, with, with Biden, he's one of those dudes where I think he's an indoor racist. Trump is one of them dudes where he's going to be an outdoor racist no matter who's around. So which one would you trust? You know what I'm saying? The one that's being outspoken and outdoor racist or the one that's going to be that uh, and closet races. I feel where you coming at with that. I just, yeah. bro, like, I can't, I, the Trump shit, bro, I really think if we have another four years of Trump, real talk, regardless if, whatever, he's so divisive that we're going to be in another civil war within this country on racial relations. Their shit is at an all-time high. Another, and don't, and don't, I've said on, on that, and people, like, hate it when I say this, more than likely Trump is getting reelected. Like, that we have yeah, a chance now to get him out. More than likely Trump is getting reelected. But another four years of this, bro, I I just I, I I can't wait to see the impact that it has 
on the society because you see what he's, he's completely tore shit down in four years. Another four years is, is going to be ugly. You man. think Trump is worse than on um, Bush? I think Trump is, I think, I think Trump is worse than Bush in just the sense that Trump's Trump makes the racist people more comfortable to do shit that they, that they did behind closed doors. Mm even when Bush was in office. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely does yeah. make sense. That definitely. Yeah. But um, I, I, I tell people this all the time, man. Trump Trump don't give a fuck about if you're white or you're black. You know, Trump don't give a fuck about his wife, his kids, <laughs> his grandkids. Trump don't give a fuck about anybody but Trump. I tell people this, and I say this all the time, man. Trump only care about two things in life. That's M's and that's B's. And what I mean by that, if you ain't got millions and billions, Trump don't give a fuck about you, man. Trump is trying to make tax cuts for all his rich friends. You know what I mean? That is true. Trump. That is true. Trump is going to vote it in again because of the higher powers to be wants him in there. You know what I'm saying? In America right now, it's a corporation business. You know what I mean? And that business needs a businessman like Trump. People could say, oh, Trump, he filed for bankruptcy. You know what I mean? Oh, he's been broke. And you know what I mean? Of course, when you're dealing with certain situation and you're going to lose money, you have to protect your asset by any means necessary. So you have to file for these bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, all these corporations, these big banks and all these places, they want Trump in office because He's going to make tax cuts for each and every one of them, man. So I, I see Trump winning by a landslide, to be honest with you, man. I, I mean, I can't I can't I can't even fight like I would have agreed 100 percent with you before the George Floyd thing. And people seeming like they just they're just fed up. That's what made me think like I, I said before, Trump had a ninety nine point nine eight percent chance of being reelected before this. Right. After it, I feel like it's an 80 20. That's just that's how I feel. So even even though that it's a big jump in percentage that he may not be reelected, the chances that he yeah. is reelected is still way higher than anything else. Okay, didn't he have a um a whole argument with um I want to say the governor of New York um Cuomo where yeah. he said he was going to fund the police or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You don't think he's going to win votes just because of that? I think because that's I, what people. That's what we really fight. But that's what people fighting for. You know what I'm saying? They want the police to be defunded. You know what I'm saying? They do want police to be. They do want police to be defunded. But again, that's yeah. that. That I think I I I put that under that pandering thing we talked about before. There's no way in hell I see Trump. I see Trump defunding the police. It, now, if he proves me wrong, hats off to him. But do I see it actually yeah. happening? I don't know, man. I I, I really don't know. Um, what I will say though. And I've said this before is that Trump's um, campaign videos against Biden are basically like diss records, bro. Have you seen this shit? I can't like like I, I was I was watching a YouTube video and one popped up as an ad. And usually, you know, the the YouTube ads, they, they play like what, like five, ten seconds and you click click skip and you can get back to your YouTube video. I was watching this yeah. this campaign video of him dissing. Uh, Biden and like his memory and saying basically saying he's getting too old for this and I was looking at this shit like bro I, the same way I looked at it was like the same way when uh when story of Adidon dropped I'm just like wow wow <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact man uh when 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 we had this whole uh when all the the um 
the protest, the protesting and all of that was happening. When Trump got up on the stage, I was like, yo, Trump need to be in the URL, man. Trump got bars. Trump said, uh, he went up there and he said, you know, um, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I said, oh, shit, yeah, son. Yeah. That's a mic drop right there, man. I, I think the only reason why Trump might, well, Trump might not get in the office because he isn't handling this whole protesting and, and black power thing properly, man. Yeah. He's just not. He, he, I don't know if it's him or the people around him, but he's saying the wrong things, man. What he need to do, he got to get out in front of it. And I think towards and when they get close to election day, that's when he's gonna you're gonna really start seeing Trump start to do his candid thing for black people, man. Mm. You know. So do you? So it sounds like, and you don't have if you if you don't have an answer yet, but it sounds like you you gonna be voting for Trump. <laughs> man, you are gonna give me a shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, listen, man, um, you know, and, and this is going to sound terrible, and I know people are probably going to crucify it because I already get crucified for it, man. In my 30 years of living, I, I have yet to vote it. Okay. You know? Um, no, I mean, don't, don't, my uh, my good friend Billy Ray Valentine, host of the Infinite Fringe podcast, by the way, shameless plug, uh, he's one of those people, too, that he's like, look, he, 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 he does, he hates Trump. But he also thinks that Biden is is not a good candidate. So he's like, I'm going to vote. I'm, I'm going to let my vote speak by the fact that I'm not voting for any of these motherfuckers. And I used to not understand people who had that, that point of view because what does change that way? But I kind of get it using your vote as a form of protest by not voting. So I, I kind of understand it. And and, and, and that's how, how it's been with me. I have yet to vote in my 30 years of living on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Um, Biden, I, I, Biden is right now is pandering. I only know Biden for being, Biden is like the, the white friend that you have that you bring to the cookout and he's just cool with mm-hmm. the black, with your black cousin because you know your black cousin brought him to, to the black cookout you know what i'm saying like that's the only reason why we really know biden you know what i'm saying and like i said you know trump he has majority of the white voters you know what i'm saying he has majority of the corporation you know what i'm saying like when you got a motherfucker that's that powerful that got you know every branch of government in his pocket how can you lose you know what i'm saying okay. how can you lose when you're doing business with you know it might seem like he got beef with them but he's doing business with the chinese with the with the russians with the with the, you know what I mean? All these other foreign countries, you know what I'm saying? How can you lose when you got every branch of government and every corporation in your pocket? How can he lose? I feel it. I don't, I don't see it happening, man. Especially not to a Biden. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. And I just want to say this, you know, to all the people that, that, that loves this dude and respect this dude, Bernie Sanders is never going to win. <laughs> oh no. I think this, this last one, this last one was it. That was his last hurrah. He didn't, he didn't get he it's over for yeah yeah certain is it's over for not politically but as far as a presidential run is he no he's never it's never gonna happen for let me ask you this do you ever see a um a female president black or white absolutely absolutely now i don't know if i see it as soon as some other like i'm trying to think so okay this election for you so we know for sure for four in at least four years we're not gonna have it i really don't think we're going to have a female president for at least the next 10 year period. And I just, while women like that, and that's not to say that there aren't women that I don't think would can be president or that should be president. I just, as much as people say that they want to see equality, the men in this country, especially the rich white men do not want to see a woman in power. Let it be black or white. They would rather see Bruce Jenner become president than see an actual woman become president. Oh, absolutely. Man. Absolutely, they'll rather yeah, they'll rather see a black person, a black man, uh, a Asian man. Like, put go go down the gamut. 
the 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 deep state as they call it in in this country the 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 upper echelon the white people whose family has they've had money for the last five or six generations and they don't even know how they got rich originally anymore the people that have power behind the scenes in this country they don't want to see a woman being president man they don't they don't they don't well, want to see it. and even in with the even in the country i think even with some of these countries you know what i mean the the like the the iraqians and stuff like some of these countries that really don't respect women mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i doubt them i doubt seeing them doing business with a woman president you know what i'm saying not to sound like that like you know no, i know I mean? what like, you mean with sexy, that like, yeah you're not saying you're sexist you're saying the countries that like yeah like you said a lot of muslim for example a lot of muslims um in this even in this country that live in america for example if they go to a store and a woman is trying to sell them something they'll say no where's the man so like i i get it i get exactly what you what you're saying with that and it sucks because it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way you would think that as a people we would be well evolved past that point at the end of the day, like these people talk equality because it because it sounds good. They don't really want to see it, man. And that, I hope I'm proven wrong. Prove me wrong, but I just yeah. I don't. And it's unfortunate because I feel like there there are absolutely women who can run this country amazingly. But do 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 does that old guard of America still want to see it? I don't know, man. It's, it's going to take somebody who very much how Trump unified kind of the millennials and the racists and all that. It's going to take somebody who unifies everybody as, as a woman. It's going to take a woman who unifies everyone that that majority vote. It doesn't even matter what the old school wants, because we, we've all now bound together as the new class to vote for this person. Could it happen? Could I think Michelle Obama, they said that she's flirting around with getting into politics. You know, the good the good vibes that she has from being the first lady of Obama definitely could could contribute to it. Kamala is on a on a great run. AOC is on a great run, even though I have my issues with AOC. But I I just think it's gonna be a minute, bro. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. And I, I like the fact playing with you know, Michelle Obama being president, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, <laughs> The only person, the only way I, I think Bruce Jenner is going to become president before I see any woman, you know what I'm saying, become president, man. And you know what I mean? Like, as fucked up as it is, you know what I mean? Some of these countries, they've been practicing their religions for hundreds of hundreds of decades of years. Yeah. And I doubt they're going to change it. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with America. We can do all this covering up that, you know, we're growing, we're showing equality and all of this. But behind closed door, we're like, nah, man, we ain't going to never let another nigga in the house. And we damn sure ain't going to let no female in the house, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that that uh, it's complete sidetrack again, people. This is why your conversations need to be fluid because that was not on the list at all. But that was a great conversation, great content. Let us know how you think about it, people who are listening to this. Do you think truly that we're going to get a, a a female president soon? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, why or why not? Uh, the last yeah. subtopic we have on this pride thing, though, bro, is the vulnerability. Well, how pride makes you weak and vulnerability makes you strong. And I put on here, pride is a paper thin image. And it's torn very, very easily. And this is why I say, and we kind of touched on it by us saying like your imperfections and everything, like all that needs to come through in podcasting, all that needs to come needs to come through in life. Because when you own your vulnerability, when you own your insecurities, when you own the things that 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 affect you emotionally, nobody else can use it against you. When you're stuck in your in being prideful. The slightest bit of tink in that armor can completely shatter all that pride. That's why vulnerability, in my opinion, needs to to be highlighted, and we need to embrace our vulnerability more. What do you think? I think yeah, you're you're definitely right. You know what I'm saying? Especially you know what I mean. I, just repeat that last part for me. I, I I really need you. I really need to hear that again because you hit it dead on the nail, man. 
I don't even, bro. I was, I was rapping. I don't even remember. Uh, what you had wrote down, the last part that you wrote down on on on, on the um on your clipboard. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh the uh prior to paper is a paper thin image, and that can be t- torn at the slightest impact at any minute. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. It, it, you're definitely absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Um. You can lose every single thing in life, you know what I'm saying, because of your pride. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I keep saying this over and over because it's the true thing. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at somebody that definitely lost everything. Like, when I lost my mother, you know what I'm saying, I lost every inch of me. You know what I'm saying? My pride, everything. I treated people like shit. I've done messed up things to people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because of my pride, because of the way how, you know what I'm saying? I, I um, uh, you know, basically how I react and how I act towards people, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And it, it, you know, it took me a while to build back everything, you know what I'm saying? Especially the first thing I built back was my pride. Like, I put up this big block to never let anybody get close, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, even with my girl, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I've said things to her like, you know, I, I don't know how to love you because, you know, my mom passing and that's part of my pride you know what i'm saying like that's that's a messed up thing to say to somebody to know she did was was help me you know what i'm yeah. saying or try to help me you know what i'm saying for sure and somebody yeah and 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 that's a messed up thing to say you know what i'm saying but you know thank god that that you know she being who she she she's who she is she dealt with me at my lowest moment you know what i'm saying when 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 i didn't have nothing when my ego was was, was at its all time high and when my ego was at its all time low you know what i'm saying and um yeah man I feel it. I feel it. Sometimes we need to lose everything to realize how our pride was affecting us. Everything needs to be stripped away, taken away, and us to be at our lowest to realize, damn, this is where I went wrong. At like, it's hard to stay prideful when you ain't got shit, right? When you, when everything that that you've identified and looked at as being prideful about gets taken away from you, then you start realizing, okay, this is where I went wrong in this. This is where my thinking was fucked up. This is where I was projecting this. This is why I wasn't really dealing with this. Some of that can only be be noticed through therapy, but sometimes you can notice this shit just by really taking an account and look at what at, at the shit that's gone gone on in your life and how your pride has affected it. Um it's 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 crazy. I think for me, like my I for so long my pride was wrapped in the, in the fact that I was a family man. I, I had my wife, I had my kids. Then when I got divorced and that all went away, like I was sh- I was I was embarrassed to tell people that I had got divorced, right? Not because either one of us had done anything crazy to each other or anything like that, but I was afraid just because I didn't want that stigma. I didn't want not now not to be looked at as the father and husband. And then I had to realize like, wait a second. Wait a second. Like that that's that was that was a a piece of me. I'm still a great father. I'm still a family man cuz I still have my family and still have my kids, but I'm but th- my leadership qualities, everything else that 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 make up me and the things that I care about my community and and everything else, that didn't go away just because I got divorced. So why was I why did I think that me being a married person made 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 me look better so to say or made made me be able to stand up and be like oh yeah he's he's a husband he's a he's he's this and that listen those are just titles those those were titles titles can change each and every day i think i had my pride so wrapped up in the fact that i was living that picture what people think is the picture perfect american dream that i was unhappy as shit so the moment that that marriage ended and went away like you started like i found my passion i wouldn't have found any of the passions for the shit that i have now had i stayed in that marriage so my pride was not not only limited me but it also was limiting her we were holding on to something that was that was draining both of us we're best of friends now and we couldn't have done that had we stayed together but our pride was trying to keep us together keep something 
keep pieces of something that was broken. We were using so much of our pride to hold that together that we didn't have energy for anything else. Now she's going on to be a lawyer. I'm doing this. My my career is blown off. My side projects, everything is blown off. And we are great friends and people. And we couldn't have done that. We were suffocating. Pride suffocates you when you really, really think about it. What do you make of all that, bro? I know I just... I just went, I just waxed poetic about my life. What do you think? You did it right on the nail, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I was in that same situation with, you know, the mother of my kids. You know what I'm saying? Because of my pride, I used to tell her all the time, you know, you should let your pride down because this is what's ruining our relationship. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, I wouldn't let my pride down because, you know, I always had this pride where, you know, my boys or, or my brothers would look at me like, yo, you the man. You know what I'm saying? I'm the dude with all the girls. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm the dude. So I had to that pride up to impress them. You know what I'm saying? And until, you know what I mean? I, I, when I lost her and I lost my family and all my kids because of my pride, that's when I realized, like, yo, like, fuck all these dudes, fuck this pride, <laughs> fuck all this shit. I, I don't need that. This is what, you know what I'm saying? This is what I want my pride to be about, being a father. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, being a great dad, being a great man in general, yeah. being a great, you know what I mean, um, husband to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ever talked to some of the dudes, you know what I'm saying? You know, I always got a story to throw behind it. There was a guy, you know, you know, back in Queens where I used to live, um, he had a baby with the girl that, you know, they would call, like, the neighborhood doc, right? And because okay. of his pride and his ego, he felt like he didn't need to take care of this kid, you know? And then I told him, like, yo, listen, man, you know, whatever she did or whatever she got going on, that don't mean shit, you know what I'm saying? That kid is yours. You need to not put your pride up so high to be like, oh, because, you know, she's the thought or she's a hoe that, oh, I don't need to claim this kid. Nah, man, be a man. Stand up and take care of your responsibility, man. Man, have some pride in doing that. Like, don't worry about what the next idiot's going to tell you. Oh, you got her pregnant. Yo, you stupid for that. Don't worry about that. You don't have nothing to do with her. You don't have right. anything. You don't even have to talk to her. As long as you be that dude and put your pride aside and take care of that kid, yo, you will be a great man. You know what I'm saying? Now today he has his son. He's a great father. He's a single father because she's not in the kid life. And things are going great for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when we saying this, like, we really mean it. Like, yo, with your pride, your pride can end you up in a short ride in this lifetime, man. And I tell people all the time, put your pride aside, man. With any situation where you go in, my mom, like I said, my mom always tell me, leave your pride at the door. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you never know what can happen you and where your pride, where your pride can lead to. You know what I'm saying? Is either it's gonna lead you to a higher stand or it's gonna lead you to a very low stand where you might never come back from that lowness. You know? Facts, facts. Pride, pride to leave you somewhere depressed once all that facade is gone man and then people and it's it, let's be real there are people who once they have their pride shatter or that or that that vision that they want people to see him at that's when you see people getting caught in depression take their own lives everything else all because they had their this ideal of themselves wrapped up in so much of this pride that they can deal with the fact once once people did saw past that shit let me ask you something with your with your with yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt depression or been in depression? Oh, absolutely, bro. Definitely. Yeah. And you being who you are, did you ever decide? Because me personally, it took me, you know, after my mom died, it took me two years to put my pride aside to to actually go to go speak to somebody because my pride was so like, you know, us as black men, oh, we don't need to speak. Like we suffer. Us as black men, and a lot of us, not just us as black men, just men in general, we 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 suffer depression and silence. Oh, you know nice. what I'm saying? Like we yeah. figure everything out in our head. You know what I'm saying? And that's a pride thing. You know what I mean? And that's when you said that I'm like yo that can put you in a deep depression where it can lead you to becoming an alcoholic 
or a drug addict and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a dangerous thing. So put your pride aside. You know what I'm saying? Like I did, like I did. I put my pride aside and I went to go talk to somebody. And that was the best decision I could I could have made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, you 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 hit the nail on the head that this suffering and silence shit is something that we do and we almost like we welcome it, right? Like, oh, I can't tell nobody this or oh, I I I ain't I ain't gonna open up to nobody. Ain't nobody finna see me at my weakest or XYZ. Like, fam, what so you what are you winning in that case? You winning at being depressed? Well, hats off to you. Like, I was definitely in the depression for a minute. And that's why I'm one I've always talked and bigged up therapy because I'll tell you right now, there was a period in my life where I was not a pleasure to be around at all for myself, for my kids, none of that. If it wasn't for me going to therapy and at least recognizing it early. I, I would hate to see where I, where me and my children would be at at this point, bro. Because it just just that just that I was in I was in that depressive state for about three months before I finally realized I need to go talk to somebody. And looking back, that yeah. three months was so dark I couldn't imagine like some people who go through years and years of the shit because my I'd probably be in the fucking in the fucking halfway house or something at this point, bro, in the shelter or something because like legit I I couldn't I couldn't operate like I would put on the image to go to work like i would deal with it by going to work that after those eight hours are over anything other than me being at work i was at home basically in the dark just sitting around like those three months went by and i can't even remember what i did when i was at home those three months bro because it, the depression hit me so hard that it was just like it was crippling for real yeah yeah and you know, pride can lead to, to depression, man. And take it from me, man. Like I said, when my mom passed, I took that so hard, man. I was drinking, you know, I, I was smoking. I, listen, man, my pride was shot. My feelings were shot. Like, I was just numb to everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because of my pride, because I didn't want to go talk to anybody, because I didn't want to listen to my girl, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I lost everything, everything. I lost, you know, my job because I didn't care about going to work or making money. And I mean, I almost lost my family because, you know, my because, you know what I mean? I was just so prideful of, of just this being this person. Like, oh, I'm going to handle this shit on my own. I'm going to handle this depression on my own. And I'm going to beat it. And and you can't, you know what I'm saying? With that, with that, with that type of shit, you, you ain't winning. You're not winning. I'm going to tell you that, right? now you're not winning man like I, a lot of us men like i said we suffer in silent depression we need to go speak to somebody that's how i listen to Charlemagne when he talk about you know us men we afraid to cry you know what i'm saying like me personally i'm not afraid to cry like if i feel some type of way or i'm sad about i'm gonna cry man no matter how long it take until i get over it, i'm gonna cry man you know what i'm saying and that's my way of relieving my depression you know what i'm saying of letting my ego go because i'm a man because i, I i'm in touch with my emotional side you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying I tell men too all the time, like, you know, how do you know that you truly love your girl? You know what I'm saying? If you never put your pride down to be in touch with your emotional side, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yo, because, you know, I'm a man because, you know, men don't do shit like that. But I say, you know, oh, they, oh, they'll tell me, oh, that's a woman trait. Like, my woman is the one the emotional one. But I say, you know, you come from a woman, though. So you have these emotional traits. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yo. Let your pride go, man. Let your ego go. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be you. Stop caring about just this imaginary person that's telling you you need to be strong. You need to be this body. You need to nah. You don't need to be anybody but yourself, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the only person you need to be. You know? That's, a fact. that's it. Like I, I, everything you just said, I agree with 100. percent You have to get in touch with your emotions and not feel like. Like you less than because you like we all have emotions. People be like, I'm not emotional at all. Yes, you are. We like by overly emotional. I get it. Like ain't nobody saying everybody has to go down and break down and cry if they see the notebook. But I'm saying in general, like, how can you truly love 
or express love to the people around you if you're not even in touch with your your own emotions. You have to get in touch with that. We got to stop like vilifying the idea of a man knowing their emotional triggers, knowing what affects them emotionally and admitting that. If you can't admit that to the person you're supposed to be going home and sleeping with every day, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. You got you got to be able to take off that armor around that person. You definitely do, man. If not, like I said, man, pride in your ride, and it'll be a very short ride, man. You know what I mean? Very, very short, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, we, uh, we kind of just got into it, but any other, uh, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, suggestions you can offer to anyone who's listening to this and wants to know how they can be more vulnerable in both their friendships with their brothers and in their relationships. Uh, listen, man, if, if, if I'm going to start off with the relationship, man. Take me, for example, man. Um, put your pride aside, man. Don't let none of your friends or your brothers or your homeboys tell you that you need to be this type of dude. You know what I'm saying? And you need to be that type of dude, man. You know, most of these dudes, I, I, like us, our men, us men with our pride, our right of pass- passage is to be knocking up a bunch of chicks. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yep. we don't need to be that. You know what I'm saying? In the black community, that's our right of passage, to be knocking up a bunch of chicks. And that's just the ego trip thing. You know what I'm saying? Put that pride to your side, find you, you know what I'm saying? Or stay with your one girl and love her unconditionally. Get in touch with your emotional side, man. And that's how you will build a better, a better situation for that. As far as being, you know, with your, your brothers or your brother, man. Like I said, it goes back to the same thing, man. Just be you. Be you all the time, 100%, man. Don't let nobody change you under no circumstance, man. Don't let anybody be that powerful where they can change you. You know what I mean? That's a fact. That's it, bro. If we ain't caused some healing on this here episode, some of y'all are lost. Like, if you ain't, if you can't get nothing out of two brothers sitting here talking, not only talking about vulnerable, talking about how their pride affected them, we need to break those chains. That mental chain or, or, or whatever other type of chain you want to call it, that pride affects us as black men, we need to get that shit up out of here because it's affecting us. It's killing many of us. Unfortunately, we've all lost a family member, whether we realize it or not, to some pride. And we need to get over that shit, get past it so that we can better lead our families lead our communities and just be more effective in how we operate day to day pride like i said it has some good qualities i know we didn't touch on here but it has a lot of negative qualities that end up impacting your quality of life and we need to get that fixed asap that's a fact man that's a fact man and yo yo you need a um you need a beard grease endorsement man your beard is looking real luxurious (laughs) man oh man i appreciate that the beard is part of the brand now. I remember one time I was legit. People and people people think I was trolling. Like I was legit about to cut it one day, and I posted it on on my Instagram story on my personal page. I was like, "Y'all better prepare. The beard's gonna be gone by the end of like this weekend or something." And when I tell you, bro, I got so many DMs. You better not cut the beard. Just cut it low. You did it. This you did it. This like, and my nickname's the Red Bitter Assassin. So like, how you gonna call yourself that and cut the beard? But listen. Listen, man, you would have been canceled culture, man, if you would have did that, man. I'm, man. <laughs> that's how that's how they made me feel. Like if I pop up without a beer one day, every like everybody gonna stop listening. They gonna they gonna unfollow me. It's like damn, like y'all y'all love me or the beard. But I understand. I love my beard too. But sometimes, especially in the middle of COVID and shit, and wearing masks and shit, the shit got too hot. So I, that's why I was thinking about cutting it because it was just it was too much. Yeah, that's a fact. Like me, man. Uh, my shit during this whole COVID, it was long, man. But I had to. I was like, nah, man. I can't have my beard and my face smelling like ass with this mask. <laughs> Definitely, I bro. My- I feel it. I feel it. Well, Trav, man, I want to thank you for your time, bro. Man, tell them people where they can follow you, man, so they can they can go and listen to the podcast. Yes, man. Make sure you go 
and tune into the elaborate podcast, man, please. And you can also find me on Instagram at Beloved Trav. You know what I mean? You can find me on Facebook also at Beloved Trav. You know, I want to thank Hazel, CEO, man, the content king. You know what I'm saying? You need to change your name to something else, man. You know what I'm saying? I know I, I changed my name to the hood Thanos. You got to come with something else, man. You know what I'm saying? Because the content you be putting out is just it's too good, man, <laughs> just for you to be calling yourself. Yo, Hazel, man, you gotta change it into something else, man. Like, <laughs> some, some, man, you know what I mean? Oh man, yeah, I, I got a lot of nicknames, bro. And the CEO Hayes, man, don't put the Hazel on there. I don't know where that came from. CEO Hayes, you know what I'm saying? Hayes, like. You know what I mean, Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's why the the Content King thing kind of started. Uh, just randomly bro like it's, it's, i don't even remember i think i just said it one time on a podcast being silly and that shit took off and now like the whole rebrand and shit of my third year anniversary is all content king merch but i mean i'm just me man that's all i can do that's all i can do man i uh i appreciate that though man i i, I love that people are really enjoying the content because i'm having fun doing it and the fact that people are enjoying it on top it's just icing on top of the cake to the fun that i'm having doing it like this conversation with you bro like I, real talk like i've I've told you before like yeah we were supposed to link up when you came here before for me to be on your podcast but like i've always had you in the back of the mind of like if a if a topic came up and this one was perfect the conversation went great and i'm just bro i'm just having fun man i really love doing this shit bro shout out to you man you like the google of this shit right now man <laughs> that's that's real talk man you know what i'm saying i'm always tuning in man Every week, that. man. Like I said, I drive the bus. First podcast I throw in, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, if I could, man, I want to give a huge shout out to um, what the hell is his name? Man? I I just said his podcast at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Scoop Grady. Yeah. Shout out to Scoop Grady, man. Because if it was a fam, a lot of these podcasts I wouldn't be listening to, man. He's the first person that reposted. One of the first person that reposted my podcast and re shared your podcast and so many other podcasts that I'm now listening to, man. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I like to give credit once credit's due, man. Shout out to Scoop Brady for that, man. I know, I think he's been on your podcast, or so he did like skits and stuff on your podcast. Yeah. Shout yes. out to Scoop Brady. Yeah, man. Scoop, Scoop's Definitely. a funny dude, man. He, uh, even though the Inside Scoop podcast hasn't, I, th- I don't think they've released an episode in a while, but he's been dropping content consistently between YouTube and his TikTok. Like, if you haven't, bro, the I, I follow three people on TikTok, and I don't even get on there for, I'll post like my little video clips, and that's it. I don't do all the extra shit people do. But I only follow like three people. And I had to get TikTok when Scoop started it. Because that nigga is hilarious on, on TikTok. Like, this shit cracks me the fuck yeah. up. Scoop in Hollywood, man. I seen uh, somebody posted a video of Scoop um, when he was doing... I think he was doing something when your neighbors is arguing and you being nosy. Yeah, that shit was, was hilarious, like, man. Got over a million views, man. Scoop in Hollywood on us, man. Yeah, he blew up. He got fancy on us, man. But shout out to that, man. Shout out to Scoop Grady. Shout out to all the podcasts, man, that we have mentioned throughout this this one, man. But we about to go, man. We got to get the hell up out of here. So go ahead. You already gave them your social media. Is there anything else you want to uh, say to them, say to the people before we leave? Uh, like I always say on my podcast, man, tune into the elaborate podcast, man. Be mindful and never blindfold, man. Thank you. All right, for definitely for sure. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail like I played on last week's show, you can uh, send that in at 614 547 2039. We're the number one podcast in the world, and we out this bitch. Peace. Hey. I was born on February 24th. 
1970, the day I was delivered, they said I would build a legacy. Picture me with influence that last generations. I was made out of love to keep you happy and educated. The first three letters of the alphabet, my name. I made you laugh, I made you dance, I made you sing. I've been around the world and back, you recorded my almanac So dearly way before the fact, me and Pops was exchange My father was a public figure, bigger than life Lived as a winner, on stages alike Rivers of people surely united just to see our bond Time carried on, that was a common thread My perfect father had many flaws Still they moved their legs and shook their heads in unison He had more children, I was the oldest We always played with each other before they ruined them He told me his personal secrets, childhood catching them Eating sexually touched and abused, never seen life in a school. The price of being iconic was demonic and screwed. I stood on stage and had to watch my father on the news. Stress on the head of my spirit, I was lost and confused. I knew both sides of the story, but still I couldn't choose. See, it was more than humiliation and being sued. They crucified my affiliation for points to prove. And now my purpose for living makes no difference to you. My total existence was for making a smile and move. They said that I'll live forever. But the moment he died, more accusations arrived. I had to die too. This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio.